Well, we talked about British Prime Minister Boris Johnson in some hot water of his own doing uh, in the last half hour. We're going to stay in England this time, move up north a little bit to Manchester to get more on a pretty impactful social media feed that's tackling gender pay equity. And it really took off this year on International Women's Day. I mentioned today because it is Pay Equity Day here in Canada, a day to remind everyone that pay inequality between women and men continues to be a persistent phenomenon around the world and here at home. In fact, this country has the eighth worst gender wage gap in the world, according to the Canadian Women's Foundation. Imagine 89 cents. That's what women working full-time and part-time make for every dollar that a man makes. So how do you raise awareness about it? Well, one team in the UK used available data, which is far richer in Britain than it is in this country. That's another matter. Regarding pay equity, if you're a company above 250 people, 250 people or more, you have to publish your pay equity data in Britain. So they used that data. And then they created an online bot that would scan for companies or organizations that posted good news stories on International Women's Day using hashtags that are popular on that day sort of showing off their best side about how they care about the women that work for them, care about gender pay equity. And then their bot would automatically share and post um, the gender wage gap of that specific organization. Some of them weren't very good. Some of them were actually quite complimentary organizations that had improved their gender wage gaps. That was recognized. But those who put out uh, tweets that were very, very complimentary about their own good work on this day, their own support for International Women's Day, were then showing that, hey, you know, your gender wage gap is 34%, for, exa- for example. It's a really interesting site. Uh, it's called At Pay App Gap. And it was created uh, by two people, including in Manchester, Francesca Lawson, who is the co-creator of Pay App Gap, the gender pay gap bot. And she joins me now to tell us all about it. Francesca Lawson, thank you so much for your time tonight. No problem. Thank you for having me on the show. I guess just the inspiration uh, to begin, where did the idea for this uh, for this Twitter handle come up or this Twitter idea come up from? So it comes from a place of frustration of seeing every day around International Women's Day companies will put out really supportive messages that don't seem to be backed up by any action. There seems like there's very little progress being made and the kind of grand schemes of gender equality. So it's right that, you know, the reality and what companies are putting out doesn't match up. It's like there's one day a year where they pretend that everything's, everything's been solved, but it hasn't. And so we wanted to make sure that the real issues are still being talked about and still um, still being highlighted. Um, and thankfully, in the UK, we have a regulation which forces companies with more than 250 employees to declare their gender pay gap data. So that makes a really nice um, factual counterpoint to the more sort of emotional kind of sentimental messages that companies like to communicate on International Women's Day. So I would imagine if a company is big enough or has enough employees, regardless of what they post, you can go find their actual gender pay gap and then respond with it. That's precisely what you did know. Exactly. Yes. Um, we, the way that the gender bot works is it scrapes the data from the government source and it just publishes it whenever there's a tweet um, from a company in that list that we have been able to match their Twitter accounts. We didn't catch them all, you know, some didn't tweet and some don't have matching names. So like they might go by um, a group um, 
and the company data, but have um, individual brands for their Twitter accounts. Having looked through all the different um, the different tweets that went up that day, and, and just to be clear, so listeners understand, you don't actually sit there tweeting these individually. It's it's generated automatically, right? Completely automated. Which is a brilliant idea, by the way. So when, in fact, you, on International Women's Day, when all these different organizations, and I, I looked down the list, uh, they ranged from you know city councils to universities to uh, government agencies to corporations. Um, when they started posting these International Women's Day using these hashtags for their posts, your bot would automatically respond and say, well, in fact, the pay equity gap at your organization is X. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And we did it for, you know, there's some that have actually achieved pay equity and there's some that um, have a gender pay gap that kind of tips towards women. And we highlighted all of them as well because, you know, we're not here to make a statement as much as we're just putting the data back into um, the public's hands so that they can kind of come to their own conclusions and they can be more aware of what's going on behind, um, you know, the photos of all the female employees lined up having brunch, for instance. What was the reaction then of um, of the companies that were, I mean, I guess what was the reaction of both companies? Because if you were pointing out those who have succeeded, they're, they're worthy of praise. And if you pointed out those that were, uh, I guess the term in, for environmental stuff is greenwashing, but uh, in this case, those that were sort of trying to sell a story that wasn't exactly so, what was the reaction of the companies that were, or the organizations better yet, that were uh, found themselves on the receiving end of the bot? I think there's three main three main responses. Um, there's the ignore option. Quite a lot went down that route. That is the, by and large, the majority of them ignored us. And um, there was those that responded, which is good. You know, that's what we want to see. We want to see them engaging with the data and not hiding from it. And then there was those that kind of denied it or um, accused us of spreading misinformation, um, which that was, I think it worked, didn't work out very well for them because our information is exactly as it appears on the government's database. And so very quickly, you know, the public can see that they are trying to weasel out of taking responsibility for the inequalities within their organization. Um, and that just kind of shows that it's it was only really about, you know, getting some cheap likes um, and kind of expanding their reach. Um, it wasn't actually about showing support for the cause. Um, but yeah, there's most of them fell into the just ignore us category, which I guess is slightly disappointing because we really want them to take responsibility. I know that some organizations, in fact, uh, deleted their social media posts and tried to repost them to avoid your bot. That's true. Um, unfortunately, that didn't work out too well for them either. Um, we had a slight delay in getting the um, reposts um posting the gender pay gap on their reposted tweets um, because there's a queuing system with all the tweets that we've got to go out. And when they delete, they go back to the bottom of the queue when they repost. So it took us a little while to catch up with them again, but most of them we did. Um, the only way that people successfully got around it really was to 
include no International Women's Day key phrases within their tweet. So a few put them in images instead, um, which is a, an absolute nightmare for accessibility. Like if you put text in images, it can't be understood by screen readers. Um, so that was one option. A few blocked us as well. Oh, you got blocked. That, yeah, there was about 20 accounts blocked us so that we couldn't uh, we couldn't post their gender pay gap. I mean, you have 250,000 Twitter followers now for this specific account, the Pay Gap app. Um, were you surprised at all by how successful and how much attention the campaign got? Yeah, absolutely. Like we first ran it in um, March 2021 and we went from a standing start to about um, one and a half thousand followers in the space of a couple of days. And we were really pleased with that. We were like, this is, you know, a huge, huge impact. And I think we were maybe expecting that we'd maybe repeat that this year or like about on the same scale. We had no idea that it was going to end up spreading so wide and being picked up by um, the world's media. Um, and so that just feels, you know, massively validating that there is demand for this type of accountability and this type of transparency um, that we've not necessarily had from um, companies on social media before. When you set out to do this, I mean, obviously the the idea was to call attention to two things, I would imagine, which is one, gender pay equity or gaps, but also hypocrisy. Uh, which of the two do you think you've been more successful at raising attention about? Mm, that's a difficult one because I really want to say the gender pay um gender pay gap you know that's that is sort of what we want to be raising awareness of because if we're not talking about a problem we can't expect to solve it so that's what we really wanted to get into the spotlight however I think that the uh the hypocrisy side of it is sort of the more the more juicy part and I think that's the part that you know people really kind of responded well to it's just sort of the simple almost cold way of calling out um calling out hypocrisy I think is probably what what got so much interest but you know I'm really glad that that means that a lot of people have seen the data too (laughs) I know this is something you did just for the United Kingdom in this case. Uh, have you had interest from other parts of the world? I know we don't have anything similar here in Canada. It is. It is. Uh, it would be interesting to see. We also don't have the same rules about disclosure of, of pay equity either. Uh, but it would be interesting to see something repeated elsewhere. Have you had interest from other parts of the world about trying to replicate what you achieved? Yes, we have. We've had um, people ask for you know U.S. companies to be um, to be included as well and. I think this is something that we definitely love to do, you know, because gender inequality or pay inequality isn't just a UK problem. It's just that's the data set that we have at the minute. If there was some data to become available for other countries in the world, you know, we definitely want to expand that. Um, And I believe Ireland are also introducing um, a similar regulation to the UK this year. So with any luck, we should be able to um, get a few Ireland-based companies as well. So really, there is a question of having transparency and data 
at its source to be able to do this. You you absolutely need the data set to be able to make a fair and a fair comparison, or at least make a fair accusation. That's it. Yes, the whole thing works because we've got the data. Um, so if you know we have data for any other issues, to say, you know, race inequality or greenwashing as well, we definitely be interested in replicating what we've done here to highlight those issues too. Um, and we have had a bit of interest, like people contacting us um, that saying that they have data, but when it's not from that government source, it just takes a little bit more research to find out how legitimate it is and kind of where it's come from. That's it. So any future plans for either next year, uh, the, you know, this a year from now or or going forward what what uh, what's in what's in store for the for the bot so just this week we have um kind of changed um our kind of output slightly so the next the most recent set of gender pay gap data for the UK was published um on the 5th of April so we're now using that data to publish um graphs for each company on the data of the rate of change of their gender pay gap. Um, because I think what's interesting as well is not just you know, the raw numbers of you know, what is the difference between men's and women's average earnings, but also who's doing a good job at reducing it and who's just letting it spiral out of control. And it's quite worrying to see how many people or how many companies slash organizations have increased their gender pay gap so it's got wider over the past year um, and I think that potentially um, COVID restrictions and things like that will have an impact on these um, these figures for a long time to come so I'm really excited to keep tracking it over the next few years and keep publishing it. Any parting advice to companies that are planning their social media posts for International Women's Day 2000 and, uh, 2023, Francesca? Just be honest. If you've got something worth saying, you've got to be already doing something worth doing. So don't do brunches, don't do photo shoots. Show us data, tell us what your problems are, what you're doing, um, what you're doing about them. And if you're not really do it, making any effort towards gender equality, it's probably best to sit this one out. Francesca Lawson, I think that's very wise advice. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you very much.